The thing with, uh, by the way, live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Selesky. Merrick Glazer. You just listened to uh, Duke fans. Some questionable YouTube content. Questionable early YouTube. Yeah, quote, dude, a lot unquote, of comedy. <laughs> um, the song itself is is not, the rap is pretty good. You can see that he had potential to be a, a radio DJ. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I just kind of, uh, it's, it's reminiscent of, um, you know, again, being like a Terps guy growing up it was it was kind of gay in his words that we were so obsessed with our rivalry with duke Mm. but they didn't give a shit about us like that was the thing like if you talk to people from like that that go to duke um their rival was unc because they're Mm. both north carolina teams and when maryland was in the acc we hated duke like i'm sure you remember like growing up like we fucking hate duke but duke didn't give a shit about us and i feel like that is like the biggest it's just it's just super simpish, you know, that we were just so obsessed with them, and they didn't, we were like we were like an angry ex girlfriend. We were just like a a younger brother. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm kind of glad that is over. Um, and now that I am uh, exiled from liking Maryland, now I can't I can't like them ever since I was rejected by them. I still find myself rooting for them a little bit, mm-hmm. but it, it became clearer to me once they rejected me that I was like, you know what. You know, I fuck with UMBC now. Yeah, I'm a UMBC guy anyway, dude. <laughs> Go Retrievers. I know, dude. We're not bad this year, the Retrievers. Actually, University of Maryland's not bad either. But yeah, that's just a little intro. That was a little blast from the past. Duke fans, Stan, you know, listening to some Eminem before the podcast crazy. got real depressed. Just that's a different crazy time. that Peter Rosenberg did that. Yeah. Because I didn't know he you is knew. like such a fucking like PC guy now. Is he really? And he's like, yeah. Isn't that the way, though? Isn't that kind of the way? Yeah, pretty much. Like, doesn't, you know, it, you whenever you dig back, it's kind of like, even with Jimmy Kimmel, like, he had that whole thing where, like, he did, like, blackface for a sketch. Like, I'm pretty sure he he didn't like Odd Future for a while because, like, Tyler, the creator, would say, like, you know, slurs and shit in mm-hmm. his raps. Yeah. But it's like, you made a joke about raping someone <laughs> <laughs> in that... You said you're going to go Duke lacrosse on him. Well, that's the hypocrisy of, of all that shit is that... And that was probably only like, you know, three or four years before he fucking, you know. If I had to peg a time period on that, I would say it was when we were in middle school. Probably, mm-hmm. I want to say like mid-2000s because yeah, all yeah. the players that he was referencing, J.J. Redick and all that shit, like that was that era. And that is kind of the hypocrisy of a lot of the super PC guys now that have been around for a while mm-hmm. is they all made those kind of jokes back then you know they all did that kind of shit and then i think what happens is as the culture changes they realize they're like like this guy knows that this is in his closet oh yeah so now he kind of has to like he's gonna be like extra walking on eggshells exactly just to like counteract whenever this comes back to bite him (laughs) in the ass yeah 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 which i would just be embarrassed at the quality of it but again back in the day dude that was that was the quality that was like high quality back in the day that was that was it is weird looking at it now you're like holy shit like whenever i try to compete with gen z viral videos like my brother will show me like a uh like a, a comedy sketch from like now and i'm like oh yeah what about this and then i watch and I'm like this was trash <laughs> yeah no good videos dude dude yeah well it's so weird now like videos on like instagram reels or like tiktok like mm-hmm. it'll be a fucking like a like family guy clip with someone like speed running minecraft like and then there's also like a fucking guy like popping bubbles and then there's another like tire running over a fucking soap that was carved and it's like all in the same video and you're like what the fuck is going on right now it is wild dude it is wild speaking of sports um 
what happened uh, since the Super Bowl? I think that we we did the podcast before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, great game. I know we're a little late to the party on this. It was officially a week after the Super Bowl. Uh, you stopped through for a bit. Stopped through for a bit. I had to do a little, uh, you know. So Valentine's Day was on Tuesday this year. And Tuesday mm-hmm. is like a hard night, I feel like, to go out for dinner. And then obviously Valentine's Day is a hard night to go out for dinner anyway. Yeah. So I did the the adult move, you know. Recently turned 30. I'm an adult now. You're an adult. Uh, you know, have a house. <laughs> I'm very old now. Yeah, adults aren't going out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, you're going out the Sunday before Valentine's Day, which coincidentally was Super Bowl Sunday. I didn't even realize that when I made the reservations. I did uh, did wonder if the Glazer brothers are from planet Neptune in the chat. I was like, how do you guys not know it's Super Bowl Sunday? But then I realized, oh, you guys just don't care. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I came over and I was like, I was more interested in the commercials than I was the fucking game that was going on. Yeah. That's kind of how, honestly, like uh, just for a frame of reference, growing up, the Super Bowl was huge in the Glazer household because my parents would break out the deep fryer. Oh. So then we'd have like good fried food. Mm-hmm. And then there would be either a full house or a Family Mathers uh, marathon going on on ABC Family. Oh. And me and Alex would be in the big, on the big TV watching Family Matters or Full House during the Super Bowl and my parents would be in the kitchen frying watching the Super Bowl on like a fucking the 13 inch TV. TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'd be like, are the French fries done? <laughs> you guys are watching fucking Family Matters. Watching Kimmy Gibbler fuck it up again. <laughs> oh, she's at it again, that Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> Kimmy. <laughs> that is, uh, that's jacked up, dude. That's a little jacked up. Yeah. That's funny. But, uh, and then, you know, then we'd like flip over to watch the commercials and be like, Ooh, that's a funny commercial. Now, how many commercials did you catch uh, this time? I was uh, I was pretty in my in my element by the time you guys got there, as mm-hmm. I recall. I don't. I wasn't really paying too much attention to anything, as I recall. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there weren't that many good commercials. The only mm-hmm. thing that like made me so confused was like I think everyone was fucked up by it, the Tubi commercial. Yeah, where it was just like very surreal, mm-hmm. and it didn't make any sense. And at the end of it, it's like what is this supposed to be? And then all of a sudden Tubi pops up and it's like, why yeah. though? Yeah. That got me a little bit too. That and the, um, the talking babies for uh E-Trade or whatever was kind of like that too, mm. where it was like, they kind of, even Marissa said it was like, they kind of like went back to like the 2011 commercial that they had. And it's like, Dude, we just realized that this shit sucks. Like, yeah. I don't know why we ever thought this was hilarious. It was just fucking. There was no real commercial that really stood out to me. The, the um, I think probably the best, most legendary uh Super Bowl campaign of all time that I can recall in recent history. Um, which also, you know, Geico is known for breaking out their new campaigns mm-hmm. for uh commercials. Uh, but when Tide did the thing a couple years ago, I don't know if you remember this, but. Basically, they had like a, a running joke throughout the entire Super Bowl where you'd be like watching a commercial and you'd have no idea what it was until the end. And it, it would every commercial would be completely different, but like super well produced. And it would be mm-hmm. like be like an emotional commercial or like a funny commercial. And like they would all be kind of mimicking like, oh, this is probably like a beer commercial. And at the end, it'd be like, nope, it's a Tide commercial. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like that was really good yeah, that they were doing fun. that. You know, but there's not really many uh, anything this year that really struck me. I didn't really hear anybody talking about that. Um, even the Super Bowl show itself, 
in the moment, uh, I thought like was... Like the halftime show? The, yeah, the halftime oh, show. I love the halftime show. Yeah, the show. halftime show was good. Ballsy But the move. entire time, I just kept being like, but who's the special guest? And then it was over, and it's like, oh, I guess there wasn't a special guest. How do you feel about the no special guest? Do you think that was a... Because that's obviously a power move. It's a power move, but it's also like, uh, I don't know. I wonder if they should have like announced that it was just going to be Rihanna. Well, because like I was watching it on the edge of my seat, like, damn, like who the fuck is Jay Z about to come out? Mm-hmm. Is fucking Kanye about to come out? That'd be crazy. That would be nuts. Is fucking ASAP Rocky gonna come out? Mm-hmm. Is fucking like who's gonna come out? And then all of a sudden it's over. Isn't that? I mean, like I I I respect it in a way because it is again it's it's ballsy to just be like, nah, dude, I'm gonna go out there and just fucking carry this whole show. No mm-hmm. guests, no nothing. Um, but at the same time, I feel like that is why a lot of people watch the show because you want to have that moment where like somebody drops out of a fucking fighter jet into the fucking stadium. Yeah, and you're like, exactly. Oh shit, it's Elton John. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. what the fuck? You know. And when that doesn't happen, you're like, hmm, what are you doing? Um, cool show though. Cool show. Uh, Rihanna probably could have worked a little bit on the lip syncing i noticed there's a couple moments when i was like damn she is not even trying to pretend that she's singing this mm-hmm. shit right now which is always a little disappointing a little bit i mean uh, what are they gonna do though they can't fucking do a live performance during all that shit that's true that is true uh also shouts out to chris stapleton with the national anthem that was good the mm-hmm. national anthem was good i think you might have missed that i missed that, was, that for sure that was good he just stood up there fucking that wasn't lip sync and that was fucking but also he's not fucking running around like super mario platforms with fucking goombas running around and doing shit yeah exactly. but overall good time great game shouts out kansas city i feel like everybody in our room of the game was kind of rooting for philly yeah, and, everyone was Eagles over there. And I'm I, not sure why. I think it's because it's well, just closer it's, geographically. It's closer, <laughs> so we can claim it. And I think that uh, people in Baltimore kind of look at Philly as like a sister city a little bit, mm-hmm. just because of the proximity. But just not Pittsburgh. Yeah, but having visited Philly, I don't really consider it a sister city of ours. Like, I, I was kind of expecting it to be more like Baltimore mm-hmm. in the previous times that I've been there, and it really wasn't. It was much more like, I've said this before, but it was like a a mini New York City. It reminded yeah. me more of a mini New York than it's a Baltimore. It's definitely more of a mini New York, but, like, it does, it is kind of like a port city. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can see the comparison a little bit. It's just hard for me, like I like, and it's very like Irish Catholic, and it's very like, like there's definitely a lot of there's more similarities than not. Yeah. So I definitely get uh, the comparisons. And then Kansas City is just like, that's a weird city because it's kind of two cities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Kansas City, Missouri is the main one, mm-hmm. and then I actually did some reading up on Kansas City, uh, the Kansas corner here. Uh, apparently. They founded the original city of Kansas City in Missouri, and then across the river, there were like developers on the other side of the Missouri River that were like, well, we want people to move here, so why don't we just call it Kansas City as Mm. well? And so, but then you think about it, it's like, well, if there's any city that, if there's any state that should get the claims to being able to call their shit Kansas City, it should be Kansas, should it not? You know? Most likely. I always wonder what it's like to like, if you live there, have you ever been to that region mm. or that city in particular? Not that city. I've probably been in that region though. 
but just not in like actual Missouri, but like yeah. maybe a neighboring state. It's got to be a weird thing, I guess. Like, cause like you know how like we'll be like, oh, are you going to like West? You going over West? You going over East? You going to like South Baltimore? I wonder if over there they're like, yo, you on the Kansas side or the Missouri side, or if they truly do look at themselves as like two separate cities. I bet they do. Because I think technically they have different mayors and they have different everythings, mm -hmm. but the Kansas City metro expands all of that. So it's just kind of, I, I wonder that. But shouts out to them, dude. Mahomes deserved it, dude. That guy's running out there with fucking one leg and just fucking <laughs> pulling it out. And I know there was a, you know, a lot of flack about that call at the end of the game with uh, kind of like gave them. That's the problem is like, we very rarely get a, a Super Bowl game that is truly a magnificent matchup because that's really all you want. And and so I heard somebody mention this before, but we've really kind of lucked out this year with final games. Um, the World Cup finals was fucking amazing. I mean, the fact that France and Argentina went to penalty kicks, the mm. most electric thing in soccer, when you play 120 minutes of soccer, and uh, then it's still not decided. And then you go to the PKs and then Argentina wins it. That was fucking amazing. The World Series, another. that's the other thing I got to feel for Philly because they lost in two major finals because the mm. Philadelphia Phillies went to the World Series this year and lost in game seven, I think. Damn. That's as far as you can go while still losing. Yeah, you fucking uh, blue balls your city twice. Yeah, so I kind of feel for Philly in that regard. But at the same time, it's like, hey, I listen, can't. listen, you know what? Know who's coming to uh, get revenge? Who's looking for revenge? The Flyers. <laughs> the Flyers. <laughs> yep, the Flyers, dude. The Flyers, dude. It's all on them now. And don't forget about the 76ers, dog. Don't mm. sleep on the 76ers. See, that's the other thing. It's like, they have so many opportunities. Are the, are the Penguins in Philly, too? That's Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins. But it's like, as a city, you have so many opportunities. And I can't help but think of Philly as every kid from South Jersey that went to Towson University. Mm. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm glad you guys lost. You guys really annoy me. <laughs> even though it's not even the same place. <laughs> I mean, it kind of, like, like basically, the Jersey's interesting because everyone in the north side of Jersey is more like New York. Oh, yeah, they claim to be a New York. Yeah, that's like New York Metro. That's like their thing. But everyone from South Jersey has a much more Philly-ish culture. Mm -hmm. So when I think of Philly, I think of like Philly, but then I also think of like every annoying person from Towson University, mm -hmm. which, you know. Including people from around here. <laughs> including myself. <laughs> but yeah, good Super Bowl. You hate to see it come down to a penalty call, and there are some ridiculous penalty calls. But, uh, you know, when a game's that close, I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to, unfortunately. 38-35, your boy hit the over. Bet $25 on it, which is a weak-ass amount of money to bet. Mm. But you know I'm all about the small game. I'm small ball all the exactly. way, dude. I'm small balling it. You're like a little, a little beetle. And I it am. just starts with a tiny little ball of dung. Yep. And then all of a sudden, weeks, months, years from now. I have a slightly bigger ball of shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lose all of it. <laughs> and then something else comes in and swoops it away. Small ball, baby. Small ball. Um, couple things to address outside of the one week old Super Bowl. An even older thing that I just got on the train for, dude. I think we talked about it a little bit after the cast last week, but I finally got on the Last of Us train. 
Oh. And what episode are they up to right now? Because I'm only at three. I don't know, because I, I honestly haven't been watching it. Have you watched any of it? No, not at all. Really? No, what I've been watching? What? I've been on the poker face train. Hmm. What right. It's a, uh, so you know like Knives Out, mm-hmm. the uh, like the mystery movie by Rian Johnston? Mm-hmm. Um, so like he, you know, he had the sequel come out, the Glass Onion one on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But then like a week or two after that came out, he was also working on like a Peacock TV series, which I know doesn't sound great. Peacock, hey. the streaming service everyone always forgets about, Peacock. even existing. Still better than Tubi. Still better than Tubi. <laughs> um, but so it's by by that guy. It's like a serialized murder mystery show with mm-hmm. Natasha Leone as the the main character. But basically she has kind of like a uh, you know, I guess like some sort of like heightened sense of like a bullshit meter for people. Mm-hmm. So like if you were like, you know what, my fucking, my shirt's red today. She would be like, bullshit. Because you got a blue shirt on. Uh, but like, she just instinctively knows when people are just like lying straight to her face. Okay. So then she'll get into situations where it's like, wait a second. You said that you didn't know anything about that. And I'm calling bullshit on that. So is she like a criminal investigator then? No, she's like a... Uh, she just calls people out on their bullshit in everyday life? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> she like, got, yeah, she was working at a hotel or a casino and one of her friends got murdered. Mm. Because she stumbled upon one of their big high rollers. Uh, she was Her friend was cleaning their room, saw on the laptop he had some questionable content on the, the computer. And then she took it up with her manager. The manager has her killed. And then Natasha Leone, throughout a series of events and questioning and uh, investigation, figures out the crime. And then now she's on the run because the casino boss is trying to hunt her down and kill her. Uh. So then each episode is then she stops at a new place, tries to set up a new life, but then ultimately some some shit goes down and she has to solve a murder real quick. Damn. And then usually there's a little countdown timer because once she's in a town or if she uses her credit card or like uses a phone or someone identifies her within like... Is the countdown timer three visible days on the screen? or three hours? The fucking guy who's trying to kill her shows up. Is that kind of like remember that show Twenty Four, where they kind of um, did that? You know so what I'm talking about? There's no actual countdown clock like Twenty Four. Okay, but okay. like it's just like you know that's her reason for having to stay on the road and keep moving from town to town to town. And now let me ask you this question because this segment is brought to you by Peacock. Yes. This is a Peacock commercial. Mm-hmm. Use code LFTS <laughs> on Peacock on at Peacock checkout. To get an even freer, freer subscription. Exactly. Even freer. Um, do they release the episodes weekly or do they put it out all at once? Weekly. That is the thing now. I think that's that's the move. I think uh I think Netflix realized their mistakes. Because mm-hmm. I think even Netflix is moving towards that type of release schedule now in the future it's the way to do it i've had this conversation so many times in so many different venues that i can't remember if we've talked about this on this podcast but probably have um i've been noting that that seems because that was the old way of doing it and now they're going back to that yeah and i let people uh, actually like have shit to talk about exactly 
And uh, that was one of the reasons why I brought up The Last of Us 2, because it really is kind of like that old format of releasing episodes that I feel like places have kind of gone back to. And I think the most recent debate I had about this was when John was, uh, he did some work with uh, Jackson Dean. He did like a drumming event. This guy is like the biggest up and coming country star now. It's just weird now as you get like older that like the people around you just start doing more and more awesome shit. And you don't think about it as awesome because it just becomes like normal. Yeah. Like uh, you've been working with Stav and you're just like, yeah, I've been working with Stav. Like, whatever, yeah. bro. Whatever, dude. That's just, I should be working with Stav, bro. I'm fucking 30. I own a house. <laughs> Obviously, I'm working with Stav, you know? But we were kind of having that debate about, you know, when he was talking to some marketing agent because it was like this industry event. Um, where like all these like PR people go and like watch the person play and see if they want to work with him. Mm -hmm. And she was saying to him like, well, you know what I tell my artists is like, you got to work up to like an album and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, wait a second. She's is, is maybe the meth. Cause my methodology has always been releasing. I've, I still believe in this. I think this is the most effective way is to just consistently release singles mm -hmm. to gain traction. And this, PR woman to him was saying that like, well, no, you got to work up to an album. And I'm like, could it be possible that that tactic is more applicable to people that are already kind of established? Yeah. Like, you know, it makes sense if you're an artist on a certain level that actually has an audience and a fan base to build up suspense for an album, you know, like for instance, if you're Rihanna, you can not put anything out for six years and then all of a sudden there's a fucking commercial, you know, leading up to the Super Bowl that you're going to be doing the halftime show. And then like it's just big fucking build up where all of a sudden she's on the cover of fucking Vogue and all this shit. And it's like she's just it's very easy for her to just like build up suspense for this like new thing coming up. But it's like if you're a person on our level, that doesn't really make sense. You know, so that was kind of the debate back and forth. And I, I was just kind of referencing the fact that even the streaming platforms with their big shows have kind of gone back to that. And I kind of took that as a point in my favor. Still on the fence about the the move forward because so far nothing is working. But, mm -hmm. you know, what are you going to do? But uh, the other thing I was going to say about uh, this show, The Last of Us, is A, it's really good. And you played the video game, so I'm not mm -hmm. necessarily spoiling any premises for yeah, you or anything yeah. like that. Um, it's, it's A, now I'm realizing I have four things about this. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing was the episode release. The second thing is... Uh, the format of any type of post-apocalyptic uh, movie or show is pretty much the same to a T. Yeah. Like every single, especially when it's like zombie shit, every single pilot episode is going to be like the day it happens and then it like that flashes back to another thing and then it flashes forward to now and it's like the same type of it's literally the same formula over and over again and then you realize it's like oh the walking dead like maybe okay so the walking dead when it first came out was huge and rightfully so it was really fucking good um and that was kind of caught the tail end of like the last hurrah of like people still watching stuff on regular television because that shit was out on what AMC when yeah. it first came out. People mm -hmm. were turning on channel 27. Does anybody even know what channel 27 yeah. on your TV is anymore? No, you don't fucking know, you know? So, like, but it was the same, it was the same type of thing. But then I think what happens is you can only take it so far before there's kind of nowhere else to go. And you kind of just have to like reset with a new group of characters 
with a slightly new premise and then just run the whole thing back. And it's just as entertaining, mm -hmm. you know, like there's not really that many differences between the last of us and walking dead on its face. Yeah. It's a smaller crew of people. Well, and it's also, it's more about like the people than it is about the zombies or the fucking, mm -hmm. the, whatever they're called in last of us, the fucking fungi people. It is cool. The, the cool thing about science fiction, so that was point B of... Uh, point one. Point, well, you point got one, three more to go. <laughs> point, one, <laughs> point one was the episodes. Oh, true, true, true. Point B, because I'm going in alternating letter number order, uh, was that point C, I'm going to have to call out conservatives on this because conservatives are pissing me off lately. Really pissing me off. Um... Maybe you heard about like uh, how everybody was complaining about like a third episode. Not everybody, but like the fucking. Not complaining. I heard a lot of people being like, "This is so fucking beautiful." Yeah. Okay. I've never cried in my life before, but I watched a TV show today and I cried. All right, it's not like, to, all right, fucking bitch. Not to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> not to be that. Not to I start. Mean, listen, I fucking cry watching like Disney movies, so I can't talk. It's it's you never want to admit when you get a little, as my brother calls it, sweaty watching a watching a scene in a movie yeah. or a show. But uh, you know, I think it really comes down to the uh, the the type of uh, sphere of like just media and different things that enter your your brain waves. Very much a testament to how people can become in a in a kind of like an echo chamber. Because obviously, my echo chamber is more right leaning, influenced, and so everything that I was hearing about this third episode, this infamous third episode is that it's like just an unnecessary you know forcing of a storyline of two gay men blah, blah 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 culture culture and um you follow a lot of like elderly closeted homosexuals on facebook on exclusively elderly <laughs> <Yeah>. closeted <laughs> homosexuals that's all i follow anymore <laughs> all i follow you if, caught a whiff and couldn't let go if you're old and maybe gay i'm following you <laughs> I'm following it. Um, but no, just like the Ben Shapiro's of the world and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, so naturally, I kind of went into it assuming that that would be the case. And I got to admit, it was a really touching episode. <laughs> and a tear did not fall mm -hmm. from my eyes. As a man, you can't, you can't let a tear fall. Yeah. You know, but... What I want to get built in for watching movies is I want to have like a like a like a, a window sill, yeah, like on my eyelids that like comes out to here, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that like I can well so that up. can be some like surface tension, surface, for the, yeah, the tear to cling to. <laughs> exactly, because the last thing you want to do when you're getting a little sweaty is blink, you know. Yeah, so now yeah. I'm having a staring contest with God, <laughs> 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 just hoping that my tears will evaporate before I blink, and then it falls in my face, and now all of a sudden I officially have to admit that i cried yeah. during because if you well up that's not crying you can well up about a lot of things you yeah. know but once you once that fucking tear makes it takes its fucking trail yeah that's the difference between stubbing a toe and fucking yes yeah yes or like eating something spicy mm -hmm. you know you eat something spicy it's, you can well up but if you start just crying <laughs> <laughs> you got bigger fish to fry dude you, that's 
That's a little OD. Yeah, there's some trauma you got to unpack. But it was really fucking good. It was a really good and really gay episode. And I think that's kind of what, uh, you know, I've said this before. Please, please don't let the nerds become the face or the voice of, like, uh, conservative-leaning politics because uh, at the end of the day, they're fucking nerds. Like... Like Ben Shapiro, I agree with a lot of the stuff he says, but on particular things, it's like, dude, chill the fuck out, bro. There yeah, are bigger get issues. Get some fucking pussy, bro. Please get some pussy, dude. Please get some pussy. I know you're married, but, you know, figure something out. But, like, it, it's like, because what it does is, and, and you saw the same thing happen with um the Grammys and, like, all the, like, Sam Smith stuff. And it's like, you know, when, when, the conservative, when the right, I'm just going to start saying the right wing starts uh, complaining about like, oh, this is satanic. This is blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, now it's it's giving, it's giving uh, like 1950s rock and roll is the devil, 1980s, you know, don't listen to Marilyn Manson. He's satanic, you know, devil's lettuce parental advisory like and it's also just like very you know uh contradictory of like everything else that like that fucking segment of society always says like shit's getting too pc yeah why can't we make jokes anymore oh wow uh i'm (laughs) not i'm not secretly gay (laughs) i don't go to public bathhouses and suck off dudes because I actually love America. <laughs> my body, my choice, especially when it is spreading genetic uh, venereal diseases <laughs> between guys between at truck stops. You don't want to become the pearl clutchers. That's really, that's really kind of where I've kind of started to find where my niche is. Um, is I less pearls with your fucking tongue, bro. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's all the right does. (laughs) Well, they just, it's like for a while. And, and I still do think this is the case. I think what's happening is, um, you know, in the nineties, uh, the right conservative, uh, evangelical, uh, type of political philosophy was the establishment philosophy. And so that's why you saw a lot of cultural shift going in the direction of like, kind of like, you know, we need to cut back on these type of things on the TV and this type of stuff in music and blah, blah, blah. Well, you need parental advisory and stuff for like harmful content and shit. And um, in the 90s, the liberals were kind of the ones that were like, dude, chill the fuck out, man. Like, let free speech, bro. I should be able to say what I want to say, you know, like... I'm a fucking atheist, dude. I don't have to believe in God. Like, you know, like, stop telling me, telling me I got to have your religion in my schools and blah, 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 blah. So, like, the 90s, in the 90s, the liberals were uh, the uh, kind of, like, against the grain and the, and the conservatives were the man. Um, in the 2010s, uh, up till the present, I would say that that has kind of shifted more to um, the culture being dominated more by uh, more left-wing type of values and um, 
they kind of went that same direction of kind of becoming the pearl clutchers where like you're like oh you can't say that you can't have this like don't make this type of joke don't have that blah 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 blah. and then so all the people that are just because there's really only two types of people in reality there's the people that just want to be left the hell alone and people that won't leave you the hell alone and so in any given time period those roles can switch between the parties and uh that's why i think like if i was if i was this age in 1996 i would have totally been like a fucking democrat um because that was like the bill hicks fucking you know when john stewart was first starting out like they were kind of like the you know greg giraldo type guys like they were like against the fucking grain because the grain was that way now I find myself sympathizing more with the right-leaning thing because, again, my whole kind of thing just comes down to, like, just leave, just please, just please leave me alone. But I think the problem is now is that uh, being the pearl clutchers really comes down to being the offended group. And I think that the right has kind of learned, the new right has kind of learned that there is currency in being offended and saying that I'm offended by something. And so now they're kind of adopting this thing where like, now we're going to be the offended people. And what do you think about that? What if I say I'm offended by this? It's like when fucking our parents got on Facebook and they're trying to like, like they're not doing it right. They're doing it like fucking imbeciles and it makes them look even worse. Well, that's the problem. It's like when you fucking start complaining about Sam Smith and his stupid fucking performance and shit, it's like, yeah, you sound like a fucking idiot because, first of all, you're acting like this is new. You're acting like the idea of, like, satanic imagery in music is some new phenomenon that is, you know, emblematic of this crazy cultural shift we've made towards that type of stuff, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but it's like you got to kind of pick your battles. And, you know, like I said on the last podcast or a couple podcasts ago, it's like, the problem is, it's like when you have those guys, it's like, yeah, I kind of agree with your like position on the border and stuff. But like when you start taking the whole thing, no sex before marriage, all, you know, weed, you know, no, don't smoke weed. Weed should be illegal. It's like, dude, shut up because now you're the fucking nerds again. Now you're becoming the nerds. Yeah, you're being a fucking teacher. You're being a teacher. No one wants to fucking listen to a teacher and unless s- you're a nerd too. Yeah, only nerds like teachers, bro. Why don't you fucking give me an apple or something, you know? So it's like, I just really hope uh you know for the sake of discourse that the you know because as at the moment i do you know fucking shoot me identify more with the right-leaning way of thought but i don't want to see us become uh the fucking nerds i don't want to see us becoming the ones that are supposed that are walking around being like this is this needs to be taken off of television this is like i don't want to be the ones trying to get people canceled i don't want to do that you know like the reality of music and show business is it's always been about shock value you know the you know you have people in show business that are talented and talent gets you so far some of them are like tim dillon says some of them are talented a lot of them aren't and so a lot of what goes into it is just the fucking production value and stuff like that. You know, when you have a Super Bowl halftime show and the the purpose of the show is more, you know, you're going to have Rihanna lip sync her music while you have a bunch of guys in fucking hazmat suits dancing around and moving around from Super Mario platform to Super Mario platform. It's like, that's a cool show, but it's much more the, the, the uh, production value of the show is much more based in the kind of like, just the the 
performance of it as the opposed to the spectacle. Good word for it. It's a spectacle. So that's kind of always been the model. And so when you're in 2023 and everything is a fucking spectacle, you kind of got to fucking go out and do something absolutely ridiculous. And what bugs me is whoever came up with this idea of the Grammys thing with Sam Smith doing that, it's like they did that with the full knowledge that this was going to fucking get this kind of fucking backlash and get that kind of like all the people and they they you're just kind of playing into it when you sit there and actually be like well actually I do think that was like dude it was just fucking like it's just a fucking grandma's nobody fucking watches that shit anyway I don't even watch it the only reason I even know it happened is because you took the bait and just started fucking talking about it nonstop. you know yeah I mean I think um I don't know all that shit is loserly it's the same shit as being a fucking nerd in my eyes what if anyone cares about politics you're gay <laughs> i will say caring about politics is kind of gay um but yeah it's just it's just it just bugs me just please just please just chill the fuck out there are bigger bigger fish to fry Bro, um, be an adult go home watch some fucking anime and learn how to read using <laughs> subtitles like i'm not gonna lie like you know and this is kind of going back to the last of us thing you know, carrying us into point E uh, is, uh, you know, there are times when you can just tell that they are just forcing this like thing into the production. Like you can tell when they're forcing a narrative about something to make a political statement or if they fucking force, uh, you know, like when I watch Don't Look Up and like you know, the fucking girl playing, like, the main fucking chick has, like, the fucking, like, hipster chick haircut. It's like, first of all, no chick at fucking NASA would have that haircut because, like, it, it like certain things like that are, like, there's just, you can't help but think that there are certain roles when you're like, really? That's who the fucking president is? And you're just like, you can tell when it's done just as, like, a, yeah, that's right, we did it. Fuck you, what are you gonna say? But were you mad? You mad, bro? You mad that we fucking did that? It's like, all right. But there are also tasteful ways to do it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, anytime you because there are absolutely times when they try to force the the gay thing and the trans thing into regular shit where it doesn't belong. There are absolutely times when they do that where it's very clear um, where they're forcing either a race narrative or LGBT narrative into regular shows where it doesn't even affect, it doesn't even push the plot along. It's just this kind of like thing where you're almost sitting there like, do they have to do that? Like, is this like a rule now in Hollywood that like you can't just put out a movie that doesn't have some type of undertone about this or the other thing? So it does get annoying. And then, and then when you're on this side of it where you're the people that are like that, that, you know, if you if you see all of Hollywood kind of leaning in one direction and then they're constantly fucking, you know, ramrodding their political messagery into every single thing, whether it be the Super Bowl or the Grammys or a movie or any fucking thing ever. And then you get annoyed by it and they go, well, dude, it's just a fucking movie. It's like, well, if it's just a fucking movie, then why? Like you're you're doing it, too. If it's just a fucking movie, then just make a fucking movie, you know? I don't know. I think you got tricked. I think you got tricked into talking about all this stuff Mm -hmm. and keeping your attention and mind off of all the other shit that's actually going on, Mm -hmm. i.e. like three to four to five different trains getting derailed and exploding with hazardous chemicals all over the country, us like shooting down spy balloons Mm -hmm. like left and right for the last week. Hey, hey, I, I... 
I'm kind of a uh, yeah. You're just you're sitting here questioning whether it was okay for a character to be gay in The Last of Us. What I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm agreeing with the fact that it was you're okay. arguing whether Sam Smith should have worn that outfit or not. No, 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 no. no. Don't. <laughs> you shouldn't have worn that outfit. It, it wasn't flattering. It wasn't flattering. Um, maybe I'm miscommunicating my point. My point this whole time has been that uh, the conversation becomes exhausting where I do see the point and I think it would be dishonest to try to say that that stuff doesn't go on because it very clearly does. But... Um, leading- I mean, you also realize that like nerds are the ones writing these shows, right? Totally. And those same nerds are the same ones that like from out of nowhere made up a bunch of this shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and absolutely. And like a small percentage of the entire world that actually... Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that in regards to like people being gay, because that's obviously a real thing. But for like sure. for the most part, a lot of these issues are just completely made up. Yeah. It's for like someone. Yeah. Yeah. Someone made fan fiction to be upset about something that doesn't exist. Absolutely. And uh and you're falling for it. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're the biggest rube I've ever met. <laughs> I've been duped. No, no, no. My whole point with this whole little side away was to kind of lead back into A, saying, like I said before, uh, the conversation about Sam Smith at the Grammys is silly because y- we've taken it to the point where now we're going to like fucking nitpick at every single little thing where there are bigger issues. It's in my fucking notes. Like... I had a conversation with Joe uh, this week um, after a band rehearsal, uh, which is just me and him, and um, we were talking about uh, somebody said something that kind of made me think, and it was um, in regards to the Chinese spy balloon thing, which is at this point a two-week-old story. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very interesting. But also, there's been like three to four new balloons that have been shot down. Exactly. Like the last... And in not just the U.S., like, and in Canada, too, and, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. And here, it's but, weird. Well, it's weird, but here's the weirder thing, But in my also, opinion. all of this stuff is being talked about more than all and of that the is, fucking, like, the town in Ohio that basically had a nuke dropped on them when a train blew up and they control yeah. burned a poisonous chemical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that is, that is the duping of both things. So you almost have to wonder, uh, you know both sides are at play here because you're going like okay so there this is the classic you know fucking uh whatever the guy's name colobus or whatever the the roman emperor uh the guy who joaquin phoenix played in um fucking gladiator whatever his name was uh he was the son of marcus aurelius who was known as the last great emperor of rome he was like a philosopher king and then his son was just like a total piece of shit and kind of started this trend of all the fucking emperors being total pieces of shit and um, he said, like, you know, bread and circuses. And that whole bread and circuses thing was like, just give him entertainment, give him food, and then we can do whatever the fuck we want as the empire collapses and shit, and shit goes to the fucking ground. We can distract the people with all these little stupid things that don't matter. So you have, uh, maybe you could say um, Hollywood, which is primarily a left-leaning uh, industry, obviously, um, doing this stuff for shock value, and then the right taking the bait and just complaining about that shit, when in reality... It's all distracting from the bigger thing, which is that this whole situation with the balloon and then three more fucking UFOs being shot down out of the sky in random different areas in North America and then the trains being derailed. What's really 
amazing about that whole situation is you realize the power of the media because if the media wanted to, they could easily, this is, this is really what got kind of got me is somebody said this and made me think they were like, you know, what's crazy about the whole Chinese spy balloon is if they wanted to, even if it wasn't true, they could totally take this story and make it seem like the biggest deal in the fucking world. And people would be terrified. People would be thinking we're about to go to war, but they didn't. And so it's like, it is amazing when you see like the same shit could happen, but public opinion is less influenced, far less influenced by the objective event and far more influenced by how the media tells them they should feel about it or care about it. So right now you have this crazy unprecedented shit happening where China is kind of basically open, openly spying in the US in the on the US with this balloon probably they say it was an accident but you know they say a lot of stuff is an accident that I don't fucking believe so you know then you have all this other stuff happening with other UFOs you don't know who that was or if it was China or if it was fucking Russia or if it was somebody else you don't fucking know and then you have these random things happening you had the Nord Stream pipeline getting fucking blown up and people are just now even starting to wonder if that could have even been America, I don't fucking know nearly enough to speculate on that. Yeah. But that was a big fucking deal that happened like within the past two years. And, and there's like weird, like, uh, I think we talked about this the other week where there was like a woman that got arrested in Maryland who was like planning to take down the power grid. And it's like, I heard about that. Yeah. And that's also happened like in other spots in the country. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why the fuck? Why the fuck now is this happening? Yeah, it all seems to be happening all at once. And and like I said before, if the media wanted to, they could easily be covering this shit and bringing the public to like code red. Like, guys, in the past three weeks, we have shot down a Chinese, what we believe to be a spy balloon that was flying openly in our airspace and, you know, doing whatever. And then it flew through the entire continental U.S. We shot it, it came in through fucking Montana over Canada. And it went over the entire continental United States. We shot it off the coast of fucking South Carolina. That's a long fucking way to go. I'm not going to sit here and act like I would know how to make that call or how it is. But my point is, is that like these things aren't normal, especially when you pair it with uh, the other things that have been going on between the tra train derailments and these other UFOs, they still can't, like, they, we, or they, maybe they have identified, but as far as the public is concerned, we don't fucking know what the fuck is going on. And we're not being told to care. And therefore, people are just kind of not caring. And you have to wonder, should we care? Like, is this a big deal? Because to me, what's happening right now really does seem like a big fucking deal. And it makes me kind of feel like we truly are on the verge of some type of major conflict. Um, what's in, you know, what you kind of have to think about is people have this weird, distorted uh, perception, including myself, and it's natural because I wasn't alive in World War II. I have no real context uh, to be able to actually remember what the lead up to World War One was like or what World War II or the Civil War. And so in in the way you're taught history, you're kind of just taught like, and on this day, the war started. And on this day, the treaty was signed that officially ended the war. And then you kind of get this really kind of just like black and white, cut and dry, segmented view of history where you're like, everything was normal. And then in 1860-something, the Civil War started. And then we had a Civil War for five years. And then in 1865, it ended. 
And it's like, well, what about all the shit that led up to that? And what about all the shit that happened in the aftermath of that? We didn't just turn a light switch and go, oh, okay, war's on. You know, I'm just sitting here and we're just doing a podcast. I mean, back then they did kind of do it like that. Well, they the, waited for everyone to line up before they started shooting at each other. They did kind of do <laughs> they, that. Like, they were pretty fair about war back then. Well, in the eyes of the public, um, it was like that because you want to talk about, you know, media influence now. Well, I mean, like we've said countless times on here before, think about what the no, media The only influence. media back then was propaganda. It was propaganda. And you ha- only. And you it was d- very controlled. So then there would only be one source of information. And that's how you would get everyone on the same fucking page. Yeah, no alternate. So, so if you're like a dude in the middle of fucking Virginia. Um, I could imagine that it could have to you seemed like all of a sudden one day we're at war mm-hmm. because you're probably just like, you know, working on your fucking farm or doing whatever. And then out of fucking nowhere, you, you, you know, maybe you're not a guy who follows the news, you know, because you live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like maybe if you were a news guy that was constantly reading the newspaper every time it came to your house once a month or however, you know, every time the fucking pineapple the fucking post express or abe lincoln drove by your house with a horse and fucking threw a paper once a year like you'd kind of be able to kind of connect the dots a little bit but if you were just a regular casual back then there's no internet you don't fucking know what's happening until all of a sudden you get that fucking big post on the door of your church in the middle of town going we're at war and you're like oh shit we're at war you have no way of actually grade like having a gradient of how that escalated so it's like now you're sitting here going like it was like that back then, and to the eyes of the public, it may have seemed like that, but behind the scenes, these things don't just kind of pop off out of nowhere. It is a gradual process, and I always use COVID as an example because I think that that is a major historical event that, you know, even with 9-11, like, that happened during our lifetimes, and we were consciously aware of it, but we were nine, so it's like we didn't, weren't following the news up to that. Like, I'm sure maybe our parents you know, may have, if they were watching the news, may have been able to kind of see how something was coming, but probably not, um, you know, because again, there, the internet wasn't as big of a thing back then. So even then it's like, if the news was just kind of running along, like nothing was going on and all of a sudden, boom, two planes hit a fucking tower and you're like, oh shit. And so like you look at the way COVID kind of escalated to where, um, in December, 2020, nobody really talked about it. And then in January 2020, people kind of talked about it, but the media wasn't telling us it was something that we need to be alarmed about. It was just kind of like an inside joke, it felt like. Like every now and then you'd kind of be like talking and like the topic would come up like, oh yeah, fucking coronavirus, you're drinking a fucking Corona light. Oh, fucking cor-. It was like that. And it was kind of like that up until about th- a week before everything just shut down and people didn't see it coming it wasn't like this thing where it was like it was this gradual thing where you could slowly start to feel the air shift and then you look at that like that's a thing that pretty much anybody that's able to listen to this podcast is old enough to remember unless we have any fucking three-year-old fans out there which i don't fucking know um but you consciously saw how Something could escalate and escalate and escalate, and you're not really told to care, so you don't. But at that time, when we're all kind of making inside jokes and just kind of like, you know, fucking around about it and not thinking it's a big deal, and then all of a sudden, but the whole time it is the biggest deal of your lifetime to that point, 
but you didn't fucking know that because you weren't told to think that. And so then on March 15th, the fucking world shuts down. March 15th, 2020, Larry Hogan comes out and announces that all, you know, fucking whatever's are getting shut down, restaurants, stores, whatever. And people are like, what the fuck? I thought this was like a fucking, I thought this was going to be like another like swine flu thing where it's just like a topic of conversation. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who got it. But then it became the biggest fucking thing ever. And then people, once the media kind of jumped on it and was like, okay, now we, the media, are now going to say that this is the biggest thing ever. And, and then that was a thing. And then all of a sudden, on the aftermath of that, you kind of saw how the media just slowly kind of just backed away and was like, okay, let's, uh, let's not talk about this as much. And as soon as the media decided to stop pushing it in this alarmist fashion, we all kind of just went, okay, I guess it's not a big deal anymore. But realistically, it was a big deal before the media told us to give a fuck. It was probably a... a a bigger deal than the media was making it after they told us not to give a fuck. And we have no idea how much of a big deal it was compared to how much the media was telling us to care about it when they were telling us to care about it. So my whole point being with this kind of escalation with this, like these different UFOs and spy balloon and, and trained realms, all kinds of weird shit. Like I said, the pipeline being destroyed, like, isn't that a massive thing? Like I remember hearing that the pipeline was like blown up and I remember hearing people be like, yeah, I think Putin did it. And people were just like, Okay, but then the media barely touched on it. And so within a couple days, we stopped talking about it until the past couple weeks, I've started just hearing on Twitter random little blips of people being like, yo, is it possible that it wasn't Putin? It could have been the US. And it's like, again, I don't fucking know, but it is crazy that that happened and we never really pursued it. Yeah, because people are people make so much money off that shit people make so many much money off the train shit like i think for the pipeline the pipeline was back operational within like two weeks but they're still cleaning up the aftermath of all the oil spilled Uh, one of the The biggest trains are already back on schedule are they because that's fucking money every time a fucking train goes by that's like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars so then what millions maybe so because i i feel like we're on so when you look at the stuff that's happening right now um these don't seem like accidents to me and they seem like just like i was saying before these kind of minor things that are just kind of literally our our infrastructure as a country has been fucking neglected for probably as long as we've been alive (laughs) And no one seems to be doing anything to fix it because that, be a, that costs money. Yeah. And it costs less money to just pay for damages after something like this happens. So uh, you think the entire country is just in CVP Towson mode? Just yeah. Fucking the entire country it? is in fucking CVP Towson mode. And like the train company that bombed a town basically would rather pay damages from all the lawsuits than actually fix what the root issue is because if they just keep putting band-aids on it and patch it up they can keep just having the money pile in and that fucking you know it keeps them in the black yeah now i i definitely see what you're saying there but it doesn't there's two things that it kind of doesn't explain every generation thinks that oh the next people that come through will fix that. Well, and nothing ever gets fixed. I'm in complete that. agreement that we have absolutely neglected our infrastructure. It's kind of a joke, I would imagine, when you go to like take a fucking train in like Germany 
and like maybe I don't know you're you're the one who's been there recently, but I would imagine you know you know our infrastructure is nowhere near what it should be as you know purportedly the the number one country in the world, the most mm-hmm. economically successful country in the world. So there's no doubt that our infrastructure has been neglected, and that uh, was probably the main contributing factor to why the whole like air traffic debacle happened around New Year's and why all of a sudden you have these train tracks exploding out of nowhere. And maybe that could be explained by the companies. But then you have to wonder, it's like, it doesn't explain why it's all happening at once. Like I could totally see like, okay, yeah, we've clearly been neglecting our infrastructure for the past 50 years or whatever. But why is it that all of a sudden within the course of uh, one year, it seems like, all of a sudden, all this shit seems to be happening all at once. And it also doesn't explain the whole fucking Chinese shit either. It doesn't explain the spy balloon. Like, it I seems mean, like... to be fair, we're also spying on everyone, too. Totally. And totally. that's, like, one of the interviews I saw was, like, I think it was some fucking dumbass on NBC or CNN or whatever was, like, talking to an ex, like, CIA director. And they're like, so... You know, China's sending these balloons to us. Is it safe to say that we're also sending balloons over to other countries? Mm. And they're like, we're not using balloons. And they yeah. just said it in like a way that it's like, we're definitely fucking doing it, but pff, we're not using balloons. Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's kind of the other thing. It's like at least when the uh, Americans do it, we're not flying a fucking, you know, the balloons from up over top of China. Yeah, we're not sending like a fucking kite with a key Ben Franklin style (laughs) over fucking Norway. Exactly. So like, I don't know, it doesn't, like there's obviously no question that no country is more involved in the affairs of other countries than the United States. And that's why we're at the top. Um, So yeah, I'm not sitting here saying like, China's spying on us, but why? Obviously, we know why, because we're spying on them, too, and we're spying on Russia, and guess what? Russia's spying on us, and guess what? There's a lot of countries spying on each other. What I'm getting at is it's becoming more potentially blatant um, in a way that seems to be escalating towards an actual conflict. Because, oh, yeah, because, yeah, the first thing China said was like, oh, you're going to shoot down our spy balloon? Mm-hmm. What if we do that to yours? And it's like, I mean, I guess you should, probably, but also, like... Why are you acting surprised, bro? We don't have, like, your levels of smog over here. We saw that shit a mile away. Yeah. Like, were they just, like, do they think everywhere else has artificial suns, too, because of all the smog? (laughs) Like, we can see fucking 20 feet in front of us over here, bro. Yeah, they came over here planning on 20 feet of visibility. Yeah. They're like, oh, wait, we could have totally done this in the fucking gyrosphere or whatever the fuck (laughs) level of atmosphere we do our shit at. It just, like... Like I said, the infrastructure thing is an absolute reality. There's no doubt that like our fucking the, apparently like the database that we were using to control like the air traffic control and shit like that is way outdated. Um, and so it was bound to bl- to fuck up at some point in a massive way. Okay, fair. There's no question that our train system uh, is is massively outdated and needs to be you know renovated, and that was bound to get fucked up at some point. But again. It, it when you see this culmination of events all kind of centering in one very specific time period all at once as opposed to like oh 3 years ago that train track thing happened and then 5 years later this fucking thing blew up and it's like okay that kind of makes more sense it's like all this shit was outdated so you probably will start noticing over time stuff getting fucked up but it seems to be more than that i don't doubt i never doubt you know the fucking big corporate big wigs fucking you know if they realize that it's more cost efficient 
to, uh, you know, kind of like false flag this like weird disaster. Not false flag it, but like, uh-oh, a fucking chemical spill accidentally ruined our... I guess we'll just have to cash in on the insurance and renovate the track as opposed to just paying the money out of pocket to renovate the track. I don't mm. doubt that at all. Um, I'm totally on board with that. But there seems to be more at play here, I guess is my point. And, you know, when I when I look at how I would imagine the uh, escalation to, like I said before, World War One or World War Two, you know, these things start slowly happening. You know, World War Two. I guess you kind of like that was obviously World War Two happened because we didn't really solve anything in World War One. That's yeah. kind of what you realize um, is that literally nothing was solved in World War One. The whole world went to war uh, because we had this weird like tie of alliances where like if this country did this something to another country, then every country that had an alliance with that country had to fight for them. And then every country that was allied with the other country had to fight for them. And so it's like, okay, now all of a sudden the entire fucking world is at war with each other because, you know, one guy shot another guy. And then you have to wonder, like, is that really, like, why did that guy shoot the other guy? Could it have been because there was a bunch of shit leading up to that? So it's like, again, you just kind of have this very uh, segmented version of history where World War One started when... Franz Ferdinand or whatever did whatever and it's like got assassinated yeah got assassinated and you're like <laughs> oh so that was everything was just cool and hunky-dory and then all of a sudden one day one guy was shot and then the whole world spiraled into the biggest loss of life up to that point and then a treaty is signed after literally millions and millions and millions of people died over you know you watch that movie uh, all quiet on the western front and like they say like after like five years of fighting or however long it was like literally like a hundred or so yards was gained between those like trench warfares and all the people that died from fucking uh, fucking chemical fucking yeah, warfare, mustard gas, mustard gas and, fucking, and trench foot and yeah. all kinds of shit. And it's like soggy all those foot syndrome. Yeah. All those people, soggy <laughs> foot syndrome. Um, everyone fucking died and then nothing was solved. And then we signed this treaty that basically just said, Hey Germany, guess what? We, as the rest of the world decided, this is all your fault, all of it. We're not accepting any of the blame. We're not accepting any of the cost. So you guys have to pay for everything, which then destroyed the German economy. And over the course of just 20 years, really, maybe even probably less, um, I guess less. Yeah, because World War One ended in what, 1919 or something like that. And then mm -hmm. World War Two kind of popped off around like 1938. So really, we're not talking about a long period of time here. So over the course of like less than 20 years. Um, Germany's just spiraling further and further into economic catastrophe. And then that gives rise to Hitler, who then goes, you know what? This is fucked up. We're, we're, our people are being fucking raped by the rest of the world. We need to fight back. And then, boom, all of a sudden you're in World War II because World War I was never solved. So now they really should be kind of considered the same war, kind of, um, even though like side switch and shit like that. Um, but my point is the space in between. The space in between. And I think what we're, uh, what I'm kind of getting at right now is we appear to be on the upslope of a space in between major conflicts. You know, we kind of have this weird, diluted reality because we were born in 1992 and we've never known a great major global conflict that has ever actually affected us. Like you mm -hmm. hear about the war in Afghanistan, you hear about the war in Iraq, you hear about this thing over there and the Cold War. I was like, that like, okay, yeah, but like in reality it was like a news story. Have have our lives ever been affected truly by anything that close to home? I COVID, yeah. But as far as like a global conflict, 
Not really. So we kind of exist in this like, uh, you know, reality where we're like, oh, like, yeah, war is a thing. I've read about it. And like major conflicts are a thing and people die. But like, not like that's never that's just like a thing I've heard about. I've read I learned that in school. But like, you know, that's not like the norm when in reality it, it over the course of history, world history, it is kind of the norm. Like war is more the norm than peace in a way. Um, in a lot of ways. So I think people are kind of brushing off. Like when we talk about, like, if you look at like the advancements with Putin in Ukraine, and then you look at like, even COVID could be a part of this. And the fact that, you know, I don't, I don't fucking know all this shit. I'm just, I'm just talking, I guess. But like, like you look at these kind of things that like, it's all kind of just seeming like it's the world is notably stranger than it was 10 years ago. And we've kind of, become so normalized in our own in our own thinking to just kind of hear something that maybe 15 years ago would have been really alarming but now we've been kind of like put in a state of state of shock as a society we're like whatever dude what happened today the fucking chinese got blown up over top of california okay whatever like it's just another news story and then we'll talk about what's sam smith doing and it's like we're just in this weird like fucking like PTSD where we don't even fucking know what's going on but I genuinely feel like um you know because like I said it could all happen in an instant I, I genuinely feel like there's a very real possibility that within the next year or two or three or four or maybe even sooner than all that um like just like with COVID something could happen where like all this shit comes to a head and then all of a sudden we're sitting here on this podcast just like we probably were sitting here on this podcast three years ago talking about COVID before it popped off just like I don't know dude this probably be a thing and then all of a sudden it is a thing and then all of a sudden you realize all that shit that led up to it starts to make sense oh because it's a lot easy to make easier to make sense of history when you've seen it all play out and then you can look back and be like oh well yeah well then the Chinese flew a spy balloon and then we started noticing that like there were like random like destruction of infrastructure around the country and the media kind of didn't cover it and then within the course of that year all of a sudden we escalate it escalated in this massive global conflict and the public was taken by surprise because they were never really given adequate information to know what was going on the whole time so we just saw all these different things that are happening as these weird just yeah isolated right, incidents isolated incidents stepping stones to the yeah so I think that's just I think that's a real possibility and I think that I think you're right it's like when we sit here and we talk about fucking you know the gay episode in last of us or you know sam smith's performance or any of the other shit we talk about it's you know it it there there it seems to be a purposeful distraction from what's really going on um you know and uh i don't know dude i feel like we're due we're due for something due we've for had it lucky time. for a while yeah agreed um and decreed. And decreed. And I do declare mm-hmm. that that was a beautiful episode of the podcast. Yes, I do declare. I um, want to leave you guys wanting more. Oh, yes. Uh, this was episode 299. I don't know if you're aware of this, but next Ooh. episode is episode 300. We got to we gotta have a fun guest for that one. We got to do something special. I reached out to a couple people, mm-hmm. um, although I think realistically, I think it would make the most sense to get like just like a classic guest, maybe even your brother, because he was on two hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. We can so get Alex back. We get Alex back on three hundred. I reached out to a couple people. Um, one of them is a UFC fighter nice. that uh, 
wrestled it in high school with me at a different high school in Baltimore County. And uh, I, of course, sent this invitation at 1 a.m. last night. Yeah. Uh, but he followed me Booty on Instagram. call hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of thought about it, but I've, I've been like having the... Because he followed me on Instagram, like my personal page, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago, maybe even a month ago at this point. And I was like, oh, shit. And that was when I first realized, like, oh, dude, this guy's like actually doing something. Mm-hmm. And I, I recognized the name. And he legitimately had a UFC fight a year ago and is currently in the UFC. I mean, they only, they only fight like once a year. It's a yeah, yeah. Thing. So like, they get fucked up. Yeah. And he <laughs> fucking dominated that fight. And Hell so he's yeah. like really doing well, but he wrestled. I think he, he wrestled, uh, he never wrestled me. Um, luckily for him. <laughs> um, but he was, he wrestled Matt Eicholtz and Jan in mm. high school. And, uh, so I sent an invitation to him, just kind of being like, maybe I saw him follow me. I was like, yeah, fuck it, man. I got it in now. So I messaged him from the podcast page, and I was like, uh, yo, blah, blah, blah. And of course, the 17 Miller Lights and me were like, also, you know, I don't have a fucking mat, but if you run, want to run a quick six minutes in, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I challenged a UFC fighter to a wrestling match. Oh we'll my see God. how that goes. That'll be good content for the cast. Yeah, you guys can go to the fucking late night sessions at Towson <laughs> High in the wrestling room. I kind of like made it in a way where I was like, haha, I don't have a mat, but look, I would. I'm hoping he doesn't mess me back. Yo, let's fucking do Yo, it. Yo, come to my gym. I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, oh, fuck. You own a whole yeah. gym? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Episode 300. I'm just getting fucking tech You're pinned. In a fucking neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> do it for the cast baby and then i also reached out to uh, a podcast that one of our listeners recommended that we hit up there apparently coming to magoobies next month nice and um you know my tact now is uh less exclamation points the invitation more just sound like a real dude i was like look dude i tell you what you know we've had this guy this guy this guy name drop i literally said name drop name drop name drop yeah mm-hmm. mark normal yeah this guy you know right down the road we can offer you transportation beer no bathroom whatever <laughs> and uh just just being real about it you know just like you know here's here's what you can expect but it's gonna be a good time expect that so we'll see how those go but uh more importantly episode 300 coming up uh we're also uh nearing that time of year where we're gonna start uh thinking up that little bar bracket it's again the third annual season again it's bracket season march madness is coming up in college basketball mm. and uh you know that can only mean one thing the baltimore bar classic third annual is upon us. So uh, Das Beer Hall, the defending champions, coming in hot. But uh, there's a couple new incomers this yeah. year. You know, We got uh, Looney's Canton is now the Zen Den, which I can't decide how I feel about that name. I mean, you got Banditos up in Towson We got Banditos now. in Towson. The Point downtown closed, right? So uh, now they're going to do double duty up north. Did the Point downtown close? I think close? so, yeah. I didn't even hear about that. Mm-hmm. But that is massive. Yeah. Because the Point downtown was a major player. They were like an Elite Eight, Final Four. They almost beat, they lost to Wayward by one vote out of 8,000 votes. Yeah. And Wayward was like, a, they were a Final Four. So like, I didn't hear about that at all. When was this, when did this happen? I hope that's real. Well, I don't whatever. Know if I dreamed that news line, <laughs> you do always dream. Of the I point always dream clip. about going on fucking news websites and reading just the headline. Well, that <laughs> <laughs> even though that's what I do in real life, you dream of that. You dream of that too. You get clickbaited even in in your sleep. Yeah, um, that's truly Hopefully that's real. <laughs> so, I mean, if all these things are the case, then you know the bracket has shifted up. 
uh, new developments. I'm a, I, this is my favorite time of year when it comes Maybe to Maybe it was backyard that closed downtown. Was it, there a backyard downtown? There's too? a backyard in Fells as well. Maybe that closed. So the Point in Towson and the backyard in Towson both have their Fells Point counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to look into that. That's interesting. But yeah, they were all, again, another power player. So that's coming up. A lot of things to be excited about. Uh, and um, yeah, as far as that, any plugs, dude? You know, you just did fucking Matt's. Uh, fucking show i missed yeah. that but i made the podcast after which is yeah i don't even know they're doing a post-game podcast um but we uh recorded matt's special last saturday at the point um he had two sold out shows it was great you got the baltimore bullets the classic damn that's it i had to i had to go the ravens throwback to strip it down for the end of the cast with the bullets throwback <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it, it looks good. Um, thank you. I just got I'm gonna it. have to start. Uh, I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to start actually like cutting that shit down soon. Um, I was probably gonna throw you the audio, see if you want to fuck around with it. Oh yeah. And that was my cool guy impression. Yeah. That's sick. Other dude. than that, I don't really know what else. Do we know what the on. name of that special is going to be? I know Matt pitched a couple ideas on um, the, on the podcast, the post show podcast. He said, should have been a cowboy, which I thought was a pretty... Yeah, should have been a cowboy, and then he also had another one. I forget what it was. Hey, as far as your boy over here, um, actually a relatively busier weekend for February uh, in that I have a show on Friday and Saturday, so you can see where I'm at here. Nacho Mamas, Friday, February 24th. I'll be there 4 to 7 in Towson. The Nacho's in Towson. Sure, we could consult with Eric to see if the one in Canton has also closed down, um, but maybe not. Uh, and then for the Gberg people, uh, Kentlands, Vine Alley down in Gaithersburg, Saturday, February 25th, MoCo, 7 to 9. Uh, outside of that, at Jimmy Seleski, across the board, at Sophomore MD is where you can follow the band. We got a new song, Single. I'm a professional, so I call them singles now. Uh, we got a new record coming out. Uh, in the next few weeks, really, I have the master of it. So really, the only holdup is coming up with the album art, which is a really annoying thing to have your whole single release held up by a fucking stupid one by one image that nobody gives a fuck about. So maybe I'll stop giving a fuck about it so much. Um, but that's going to be good. It's called Backtrack. Uh, it's much different than In Motion. Uh, kind of more akin to our sound, but I think probably, uh, you know, it's it's we're getting we're we're getting there so uh outside of that yeah at software md for the band um and uh at lfts podcast across the board till next week folks Peace. peace